Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the beginning of the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised previously through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The gospel about his son descended from David according to the flesh, but established as son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness through resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him we have received the grace of apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the Gentiles among whom are you also who are called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all the beloved of God in Rome called to be holy. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. The Lord has made known his salvation. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. The Lord has made his salvation known in the sight of the nations. He has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song. Sing praise. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation. She will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there's something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because at the preaching of Jonah, they repented. And there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord. In February of 1891, the Star of the East, a whaling ship from Liverpool, England, harpooned a whale. In the whale's death throes, its tail came down on the boat and the boat capsized. Two crew members were lost at sea. Later, cutting up the whale for blubber, they came to the stomach and found one of the missing sailors. 35-year-old James Bartley, unconscious but alive. After three weeks, he was able to return to duties, though his skin was permanently disfigured by the gastric juices from the whale. Is that story true? Can a man live in a whale's stomach? This story is most likely an urban legend or aquatic legend. But at the time, it was a godsend to certain people. You see, back in the 16th century, the heresy started of sola scriptura, that is Latin, for scripture alone. As in all one needed was a Bible and his own personal interpretation of it in order to be saved. In the ensuing centuries, Bible scholars of a, a rationalist stripe at first Protestant and later joined by Catholics, they took to the idea that miracles were impossible. They argued the Bible stories like Jonah in the whale, 
Jesus walking on the water, rising from the dead, were, quote-unquote, literary devices, which was a polite way to say they were made-up stories. So-called enlightened and sophisticated people were no longer to believe in such things as miracles. Other scholars reacted to these attacks on the Bible by going in the opposite extreme of the rationalists. They declared that everything in the Bible had to be taken literally. God created the world in six days. Jonah was in a whale three days. Christ did not eat anything for 40 days and 40 nights. Call no man father. What are Catholics to think of Jonah being in a whale's belly for three days? Is that true or just an aquatic legend? We don't really care. You see, the Catholic Church gave us the 73 books of the Bible. They are Catholic books. The Catholic Church then has the sole authority to interpret the books. That prevents individuals from going to extremes with their own interpretations. It is actually quite liberating and assuring to, de to defer to the church's authority on these matters. The church teaches that the Bible, though the inerrant word of God, contains more than just the literal sense. It also contains a spiritual sense, which, like the literal, teaches moral lessons and theological truths. So, regarding Jonah... The question really is not, can a man live in a whale for three days? No, the question should be about the sign of Jonah and the theological truth to which it points. Jonah was in a whale for three days and nights. Here, perhaps, then, is the question we should be asking. Who said Jonah was alive the whole time? The book of Jonah states that he cried out to God from the belly of Sheol and the pit, both standard terms found in Scripture for the abode of the dead. A professor states that when Jonah says his soul, the Hebrew is nephesh, fainted within him, this is another way of saying that he died. In other words, Jonah's prayer is the last gasp of a dying man. Thus, when the fish vomits Jonah out, out onto the land, it is vomiting up his corpse. The professor would also have us note God's first word to Jonah when he's washed up on the shore. It's arise. The Hebrew is kum. This is the same Semitic word that Jesus uses when he raises Jairus' daughter from the dead and says to her, talitha. Kum, meaning, little girl, I say to you, arise. In other words, the story of Jonah is a story of his death and resurrection. And so Christ told the Pharisees, you are an evil generation, just like the Ninevites in the time of Jonah. I'm going to let you kill me. But after three days, I will rise from the dead. You see, there is something greater than Jonah here. Yes, what a God send. God sent his only son, the true Jonah, to live and die, and then to live again, so that we could live again after we die. 